welcome to episode 57 of Concentrated, the podcast about all the stuff we find cool and interesting as nerds of color. I'm your host, Maria, and I am here with Eric. Good day. I've got snacks. <laughs> Just thinking about snacks. Well, well while Eric, Eric thinks about th- snacks, I will also introduce my other lovely co-host, Manira. Hi. I don't have any snacks either, but I wasn't going to be unprofessional and talk about them. Well, you're live from Wakanda, so. <laughs> we have all the snacks. They have the best snacks. No preservatives. <laughs> all natural, all organic, all yep. day. <laughs> you didn't see any fat people in Black Panther. I feel like they're onto something. This is true. There were no fat people in Wakanda. Mm-hmm. So, we're not fat shaming, just we don't have it here. It's that natural diet. <laughs> it, you know, is they're it? living off the land. Or, or are y'all fat shaming and all the fat people get thrown off that cliff? That uh, I mean. You see all the chunkier dudes went with uh with what's the name up in the mountains? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were part of the Jabari, but they were all vegetarians. Mm-hmm. So that was just muscle. Yeah. So so back to fat people just getting thrown off the cliff. Got Maybe. it. I don't know how the law works there. <laughs> I don't think that I don't think that that's a thing. I don't know. I just think that we just don't have fat people. It's a thing. Yeah. But you know, there's no, there's they, no they artificial. Have, like, they have the best health care in the world. Right. Like, they fixed the paralyzed guy in like an hour. Yeah, but that's like to then say that something's inherently wrong with you because sure you're fat. So Wakandans have, like, are biased. They have genetic fat. stuff. They're like, oh, this will make you fat, so don't eat right. it. And then don't they check it. up on you. They have good doctors. Like if doctors here checked up on their patients, it was like, hey, you still not eating that thing I told you not to eat so you won't get fat and die? Cool. Check or back just when checked you on eat. your genetics. Yeah, but you know, also... you know they're in genetics. Okay, Wakanda. Both you of know y'all, they are. y'all ain't shit, and Wakanda ain't shit you know, because you know. because you can be fat and be one hundred percent healthy. So Wakanda and you know Wakandans are fat. just fat shaming. I'm glad we talked about this. Guys. I didn't see anybody say, "Ooh, get that fatty out of here." No, nobody said that. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think anybody was shamed. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, guys. They probably this... also didn't have like out of Wakanda imports, like you know, T'Challa's like, "Oh my God, I would love some Ben and Jerry's right now." I'm pretty sure someone in Wakanda makes ice cream, so they don't have to eat the That's white man's okay. ice cream. Hey, yeah. producer guy, put this on the list. We need to do an episode about uh, Wakanda's not, health no. system, no. and it's better and than how... ours. It's and an expose. Right. It's better than ours. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, contrary Getting to what it that. might sound like, guys, this week's episode is not about the Wakandan healthcare system, but it is about B-list B movies or just bad movies in general and some of our favorites. So before we get into that, um, we're going to let Eric do the news. I'm so tired from all this week of Black Panthering. <laughs> oh my I, God. I could definitely go for some Boston Market. Gross. Boston Market is disgusting. It is gross. It is, it is gross. I feel it's like it's have better food. taste, but sometimes you just want gross food. Yeah, not Boston I want, Market. Yeah. I, I want gross food in the sense that it's gross because it's bad for me, not 
gross because it's actually gross. Right. Some people swear by it. Some people are also wrong, but whatever. Are they white? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Yikes. Anyway. Um, I don't have a, any death of note. Nobody important has died. I mean, this country has died a little bit because we're terrible, but we're going to leave that for another episode. Um, anyway, got some, some scheduling move arounds and some casting news. All right. Well, before we jump off the the uh, death news, you're right. Our country is terrible. And, you know, we are we are making a concerted effort not to get too into the weeds of what everyone knows is going on right now um, in our country. But the one thing I would say on this episode for our white listeners, because we have white listeners, is your friends of color are not fucking OK. Um, we don't need you to white splain racism right now. We don't need you to think you know more about this situation than we do. And at the end of the day, if you don't legitimately have to worry about a loved one leaving the house and getting murdered for just being black or being brown and not actually doing anything, we're going to need you to shut the fuck up and listen to our experience because just because it's not your experience doesn't make it any less real doesn't mean it's not happening and doesn't mean that we want to hear your fucking opinion right now that's it also we know that it's not all white people and there are good white people out there no one's saying that but maybe just sit this one out if you think you have something to say sit it out just just sit this one out yeah, because if you're not about helping dismantle this broken fucking system that has created this environment in the first place, nothing that you say right now matters. I'm sorry. Manir, did you have anything you wanted to add? No, because what I got to say, you know, ain't very popular. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, well, <laughs> well, wait, wait. Is it that it's not very popular or is that, that you know it's going to piss some people off? No, it's that it's burned the establishment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. burn it down. We are 100% right now popular. on burn that shit down because the establishment is what creates this problem. It's not just individual people. It's a systematic problem of a system that was never made for us. It ain't by us and it's never been intended to benefit us in any way, shape, or form. So burn that shit down. Burn it down. Kill your masters. I'm down with it. I'm I'm all I'm all behind uh, Orlando Jones American God season one the only good Ooh. season. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving along, um, Edgar Wright's new film Last Night in Soho has been rescheduled. It was supposed to come out in September, but they are playing it safe and they're going to say they basically don't think that things will be completely back to to normal in September. So they're just going to play it safe and they're pushing it to April 23rd of next year. Did right. we know Which, about this? I mean, and by we, I mean me and Maria. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, he has another movie coming out? Yes, because he's brilliant, and that's what he does. <sighs> right, but did we, again, did yeah. we know about this? <laughs> I may have mentioned it in the past, but it, it like I know he just recently wrapped up filming it, but it's supposed to be good. It's, a, it's a, supposed to be a psychological thriller with Matt Smith from Doctor Who. Oh, did yep. I know about this? Maybe. Like, Manier, don't let him. You're don't... being a bad Doctor fan. Manira, don't let First him pull you that's, in that's with Matt Smith. But it is my doctor. <laughs> yeah, so that's been pushed to April 23rd. So it will still come out in theaters, which is good. I wish Tenet would be pushed, but, you know. Mm. 
we'll see how that goes. I don't want to see how it goes. I want him to push it. <laughs> Moving right along. Um, Scott Derrickson, who was the uh, director of Doctor Strange, the first one, and dropped out of the second one. He's picking up another sequel. He is apparently going to direct the sequel to Labyrinth, the um, David Bowie film. Uh, I did know about this. I was I, excited. I, I knew about it, too. But but why did we need a sequel? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I, I'm never, like, unpopular opinion. I'm not a big fan of Labyrinth. I no, I'm not. Movie, but. I'm, I'm not a huge fan either. But I do think that it was a pretty iconic performance by David Bowie. And he's probably. Right, and well, he and he's not with us anymore. Um, She's so busy how, doing Snowpiercer, so right. So yeah. how is any of that going to work? Maybe it's with the baby. Um, I don't know. I know the baby went on to uh, to work for uh, Henson Studios. He he does like um, puppeteering and stuff. He also worked on the Dark Crystals, uh, the the series. Which I still watched. I don't know that it needs to be the actual baby. Yeah, no, no. I'm saying, <laughs> that baby could be anybody. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't. I don't care about that baby. The baby was kind of a dick in the first one. I, you know, let it feed him to the Goblin King. I don't care. It was a baby though. Fuck that baby. <laughs> <laughs> also, how terrible are her parents? She, you, you clearly know this girl doesn't want to babysit this baby. Get a real sitter. That's fair. Because I can't tell you how many times I had to babysit and I didn't want to fucking babysit. But you did it. <laughs> yeah, you didn't wish you didn't your feed, sibling. You didn't feed Eric or kitten. Raymond to a Goblin King. <laughs> You weren't like, Listen, well, if I'd known that it was an option, don't know <laughs> how it would have turned out. Everyone knows it's an option when they're when they're babysitting their brother and sister. They know, well, I could just take you somewhere and someone would eat you. I know there is somebody that would eat you. <laughs> I could just give you to the Goblin King. And, <laughs> you know, a bunch of cool stuff. Goblins. Uh, no, no release date on that yet, but uh, that news just came out that he will direct the sequel. That. I don't know that it needs to be on television. I would put it, you know, on streaming. Yeah. Everything's on streaming. Uh, moving along, we have, um, I don't know if you guys saw the 2018 Lay 1L movie uh, Upgrade. Yes. I did it, not watch it. It's really good. It's kind of like Evil Robocop meets Blue Beetle. It's very <laughs> gory. Yeah, it's about a guy who gets paralyzed and then a scientist offers him like an upgrade that will. Yeah, I remember the the concept. I, again, put it on the list. I mean, much like Manira's rule list, we could probably make a list of shit that Maria intended to watch and still hasn't. It well, might actually be as long as Manira's You might want to check it out because Lay1L just announced that him and Blue House are turning it into a TV show. Oh. And it's going to pick up after the events of the film. I don't know that we need a television show. No, we definitely don't. I thought it okay. ended. I was very happy with how it ended, but I mean, I'll probably watch the show if they put it on some place where it can be just as violent and gory as the movie was. Also, was listeners, I need everybody to know that anytime Anira doesn't think we need something, she makes this face as if she just smelt the stinkiest of farts that just snuck up on her. And it's adorable. I like your... <laughs> I just feel like we're getting a bunch of things that we don't need and they're like cutting things that we do need that certain people are watching for representation. I and like no, I don't need to see you don't, you a don't white see, no. Well, I don't know if they're gonna bring back Logan Marshall Green, aka Lil Tom Hardy. Um I don't know <laughs> if he's coming back or not. He should. He's not doing anything. He's not doing anything. You could put him in the show and he'd probably be very happy. I mean outside of doing like Tom Hardy look alike contests. 
Listen, looks just like that is factual. My mom was yeah. like, I know Tom Hardy will do anything. And I just walked past like, that's not not Tom Hardy. Nope. <laughs> Hardy. And she was like, wait, what? That's, that's like, little yeah, Tom Hardy. <laughs> not him. It's as close. Little TH. But no, I don't, we, we definitely don't need this. Like, I love that movie. We don't need, we don't need a television Yes. No, no, Manira, to the point that you were making earlier, which caused a violent eruption in my house. And I'm sorry. Um, <sighs> sorry. No, no, we need more, we need more shows that were never intended to be shows that feature white people um, in the leading roles. And then we need to continue to cut any show that has a person of color. Um, apparently right now, the flavor of shows to cut are Latinos. Um, we just need to get rid of those. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, it's, we don't, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, they also canceled the uh, the Purge show after two seasons. There was a Purge show? Yeah. I, I'm not. It was on TNT. Oh, I'm glad I didn't Sorry or surprised. It. No. So. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. Next Does it, did that affect you? Does that hurt you? No, I mean, I thought it was an okay show. The first season wasn't great. The second season was a little bit better. It's one of those things where, like, it started getting better, and then they just chopped it right there. It's like, oh, well, that could have had some legs, but now, not anymore. Um, Was Daniel in it? No. No, no, no. This one took place, I believe, during the events of the first movie, kind of like a side story. Um, Moving along, we have more casting news. This one also related to Leigh Whannell, who also directed um, The Invisible Man. Um, Universal has found their next <clears throat> monster. It is Ryan Gosling. He'll be playing the Wolfman. Ooh, I could be there for that. I was perfectly happy with. I, I feel like Del Toro? I feel like Del Toro got a bad shake on that because he was a better actor than the movie needed. Yes, I love that movie. That he is my Wolfman. I enjoyed I, that. Wasn't um, what's his name from James Bond was supposed to play the Wolfman? Daniel Craig. No, no, no. The other one. Um, he was the bad guy in the last one. Um, he played uh, Anton Sugar in No Country for Old Men. Oh, uh, Bardem. Uh, yeah. yeah. Javier Bardem. Yeah. Bardem, 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 whatever. Yeah, he was supposed to be the wolf. That Spanish guy, y'all. Yeah. Because he, he's literally a Spaniard, right? Yeah, he's from okay. Spain, Spanish. Yeah, so he is actually Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fun fact, listeners, only people from fucking Spain <laughs> are difference. Spanish. <laughs> Just saying. No, I could be excited about Ryan Gosling playing Wolfman, if nothing else, because I'm not a huge Ryan Gosling fan, and everybody like always like, oh my god, he's so hot, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, he's average at best, so let's make this person that everybody thinks is so hot an ugly wolf, and I'm good with it. I feel like he picks good roles. Like He, I, he, yeah. does, he does. Yeah, he picks a lot of like things that, like, I love him in Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. I love him in... And only God forgives and drive. Um, I like those little, those, those smaller roles that he does there for like uh, Nicholas Winding Rafe. I'm probably mispronouncing his name, but the guy who did Pusher, because mm-hmm. um, they're very weird roles. They don't really take into account that Ryan Gosling is supposed to be this pretty guy. They just put him in these very strange roles and force him to act his way out of it. I like a nice meaty wolf though, and I don't know if he could give me what I'm looking for. Like Benicio this, did. He was. That, you need a wolf. I want. First. I also huh? love him in you, Stupid Love. I said you need a wolf with a little girth. Yeah, like I need I need, need somebody that well not fluffy like I need I need someone Winston Duke. I would enjoy to see him as a nice wolf. Ooh. Yeah, yeah towering the whole, over the me. The problem is is that like they want someone who is small that they can turn big. Big right. 
as I opposed to like that. if Winston Duke just put on fur, he would still be a six foot five wolf, werewolf as opposed to that's what a I six want. foot five black dude. So he would just he would just be in Baku part two. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas it. Ryan Gosling is like five nine at best. You know, and then you make him a six five werewolf and then he's intimidating. All right. Full disclosure, yeah. I really want this like monsters thing to work. And I'm very, very sad because the mummy had such potential and then they threw Tom Cruise in it and destroyed it. Um what's his face as Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Um why can't I think of his name right now? It was supposed to be um Johnny Depp, I believe. No, 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 no. But in in the in the um in the mummy movie, um what's his oh, face? Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe playing yeah. him. I actually dug him as yeah. Dr. Jekyll. Like, like. Oh no, Johnny Depp was supposed to be the Wolfman. Uh, Javier Bardem was supposed to be uh, Dracula, I think. Ooh, now see, I think that would be a very good cast. Either Dracula or Frankenstein, one of the two. All I'm oh, saying is, I wouldn't is, make him Frankenstein. No, I think he would be a much better Dracula. And and all I'm saying is, like, right. Frankenstein's I, monster. I'm sorry, somebody's losing their shit right now listening. What's not Frankenstein? I, I really <laughs> want this monsters universe to work. And it hasn't been. And so I'm going to hold out hope that Ryan Gosling can save what they're trying to do. Well, all of that is gone. Right. Like now they're, they've restarted the first movie now and that that universe will be the Invisible Man, a.k.a. the Elizabeth Moss Invisible Woman, technically. That's the new Universal Monsters. Wait, the, the Invisible Man that just came the out? just came out, yeah. yeah that's supposed to, okay. That's well, I have not watched one. that yet. You have it? Watch that shit. Sorry, you said that, didn't you? You said watch that shit, didn't you? Yeah, watch that shit. No, watch it. It's good. Yeah. Okay. And it's not the typical version of the Invisible Man. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot of subtext to it, but it's also, like, the way that it's an invisible person is completely different than any version they've ever done. All right. Okay. Okay. Excited. On that, uh, people don't give enough play to uh, Memoirs of Invisible Man with Chevy Chase. It's a good fucking movie. That was actually very funny. Yes, you're yeah. right. Um, anyway, that's uh, Manir didn't Manir didn't agree <laughs> with that, by the way. I don't know if you saw that face. That wasn't the I smelt a fart face. That was more like a mm-mm. It was a scoff. It was a scoff. <laughs> Whatever, dog. I, I scoffed. <sighs> yeah, but that is a... Uh, all of my news. Also, the the only other news is that uh, HBO Max launched. So if you have HBO HBO Max, there's a bunch of new shows you might want to check out. I hear Love Life is hot garbage. That's the one with Anna Paquin. No, Anna, Anna Kendrick. Yeah. I get my Anna's mixed up. Yeah, I hear it's kind of garbage. Really? Is it supposed to be funny? Because it's the only it's thing she can do. It's supposed to be like a like a dramedy, but it as you know, it's supposed to be a typical single white woman in New York. Whereas opposed, you know, because there's nothing but white women in New York. But we've done okay. Never mind. We're moving her on. Her best friends, Jesus and Marrow, didn't like tell her, "No, nah, girl, maybe this isn't a good look." No, I'm pretty sure they told her to secure the bag. Right, that that's fair. <laughs> Which I can completely agree with. Yeah, because I feel like there's you ain't an ex- gotta like it as long as I got paid. I feel like there's an expiration date on that adorable little white woman, so she should probably secure as much bag as she can. She's I think good. I she's think got, she's, she's moving. I think she'll shit. move into like producing and writing. I can see that for her. Yeah, I think she's on Elizabeth Banks, but better, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, like, I can see that. You just, you just brought up a lot of memories of Charlie's Angels, and no one here is happy about it. No, that's why I paused for a second. Sorry. Like, why why are we doing this? Well, that that's who I equate her to, like a white woman who thinks that they can write and direct and produce. But I think that Anna Kendrick can actually do all of those things. I, I would have Whereas said like, Elizabeth. Tina Fey. <laughs> oh, I get a Tina Fey vibe from her, too. Yeah. Where she thinks she's too, she's quirky. Yeah, I get that. Okay, I guess my only thing there would be, but what has she actually written, produced, or directed? Because I don't know. And, like, like Tina Fey is, you know, was a comedy writer. Yeah, she was a writer before she was an actress. Exactly. So, like, I don't know, did Anna, I don't know enough about her to know, like, did she do that before? No, I'm saying I'm getting, uh, that's the feeling I get. Oh, okay, okay. Like, if she suddenly decided, I want to start writing. Right. Got it, got it. But I don't feel like it's a sudden thing. I feel like she, she, I feel like. Okay, the feeling that I get, you know, when you feel like people like write or people um, draw, but you don't know because they don't say it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what I get from her. Like, I get that she has a bunch of movies stored up or ideas that she just writes down. And then when she gets enough acclaim, she'll step back and start doing that. Well, I know she's she's been dipping her foot into like the producer pool. Like she's her last couple of projects. She's been a a producer on. So. Yeah, no, it wouldn't surprise me. That's what I'm saying. It wouldn't surprise me. No, if that she makes sense. Moved into that. Okay. Plus, I'm okay. sure, sure, I'm pretty sure we'll get a sequel out of uh, Noel at some point. We need one because that was hilarious. <laughs> you, you didn't like Noel? No, no, no. I love Noel. I don't oh. know that I need a sequel of it. No, but it's Disney and it made money, so I'm and sure. And it was we'll... funny. So yeah, give me another one. Yeah, I'll I, I could take more of Bill Hader and Billy Eichner. Would you get more Bill Hader? Like, because he's gone. So. He's doing his own thing. Yeah, but I mean, they could bring him back. It's a yeah, scene. and it's still her brother. I mean, she's not going to not have a brother. I don't... Ditch the, the CG little lamb thing that followers are around, the reindeer. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, don't do that. That's the best part for me. <laughs> of course it's the best part for you. Fuck you! <laughs> it was adorable, and I like seeing him. And now he's a, Rud- now he's a reindeer. Anyway, that's all my what news. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, by definition, B-movies are low-budget commercial movies. Uh, they were intended to be actually like the less publicized bottom half of a double fe- feature. So if you're into MMA or boxing, think like the undercard of a fight night, right? Um, or if you're into music like Eric, who's you know really doing his hipster thing and buying vinyl now, it's the B-side of a final record or a cassette. Collecting uh, my stones. I know I I hear you. I'm getting more uh, powerful by the day. Is that is that what's happening? Yep. Did you see the um the uh collectors um what is it subscription box that I sent you for vinyl? Yeah, there's a couple of things like that and I like I've wanted to try but every time I like think about ordering one of those, I look at some of the like I just want them to sell me cuz sometimes they they get exclusive repressings of things that I want. Mm-hmm. But I, you to get them, you have to sign up and get whatever bullshit they feel like sending you. Like yeah. I don't want a soundtrack to some movie I've never seen, just to, to to have the chance to buy the actual album that I want to buy. So, eh, it's it's a maybe for me on those. Hmm. Like you might get one really cool album, and then you'll get like two really shitty albums. Like yeah. I don't want Starlight Express on vinyl. No. But then they might send you like a Prince album. And you're like, oh, right. okay, this is kind of cool. But then you still got Starlight Express. Fair enough. All right. Well, back to the B movies. They're cheesy. They normally involve stuff like alien attacks or werewolves Jeez. eating humans. They are cheesy. Like, that's why we love them, right? 
Um, but the funny thing is, is that a lot of these B movies have actually helped upcoming stars like Jack Nicholson get into like their first acting like scenes, like being seen. And also helping folks that are past their prime, so, you know, those good old slipping A-listers, to still stay in the game. And somebody who famously did a lot of that was Vincent Price. Um, and then you have the King of Kings, the cult classic heroes. Jesus? Like Jesus? No, no, no. Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Not Jesus. Bruce Campbell Bruce is Campbell. King. Bruce Campbell's better than Jesus in my book. Well... Well, he definitely is in B-rate movies. There's no question about that. I consider those A-grade movies because they got Bruce Campbell. Well, I mean, that's fair because the whole thing is is that it's really not easy um, because these movies in a lot of instances don't get the proper respect that they deserve. So that's part of the reason that today we're going to revisit them and revisit the argument on why these movies are noteworthy. So I think we're going to do a little bit of different of a format than we normally do when we do movie. Well, when we do episodes that are kind of listy types, um, instead of everybody just giving us their top five, I think we're going to go one by one, starting with maybe our top five, um, starting with our, you know, number five of our top five and working our way to number one. So Eric, I'm going to start the floor with you. What would be your fifth best B rate trash movie? Um, mine are, sorry, uh, mine you gotta, are, you gotta, look them. you gotta rank them. You, okay, yeah. Like, see, that's, these? that's the nope. hard part because some of these I think are amazing no matter what, mm. but well, I, you know well, before what? Before you open, hold on. Before you start, uh, so Manira, you see who didn't bother to look at the script this week to know what we were doing. Cause he would have been prepared. I have Did I have more than five, honestly, but I'm going to give you the best five that I think you should watch that I think you will come away with the most value from. And even if you don't come away with the value from, I can link you something where if you don't like the movie, you can have a drinking game party, which we've done with some of the movies that are on my list where you, you take cues that are in the movie and you drink when those cues pop up. So the movie is terrible and you're drunk. All so, that is cute, but again, that's not what she said. So I don't care what she I said. I mean, you can do all that wordsmithing, but <laughs> she asked for number five, and you anyway, were like, "Cool, Dolph what's your favorite movie, bitch?" <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. No, 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 that's an actor. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren, shut up. And <laughs> I come in peace, aka Dark Angel. Oof! If you've never seen it, let me let me blow your mind for a minute. <laughs> Oh my God! Dolph Lundgren. Let me tickle your eardrums for yeah, a sec. Let me, let me tickle your brain meats. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren is a renegade cop who's forced to work with an FBI agent to bring down drug dealers. Typical run of the mill. Mm. And then an alien shows up. <laughs> an alien who looks like a six foot five Norwegian man who doesn't speak English and he shoots laser CDs at people that cut them in half. Like, literally CDs out of his little wrist gauntlet. And the, the whole end of the movie, Dolph Lundgren fights this guy throughout the whole movie. He's got, like, a, a machine gun that, like, blows people up in a single shot. He's wearing, basically, dirt bike armor because it's terrible. It's the 1990s. I think this movie was made in 89 or 90. Um, and then the whole thing culminates with uh, the alien who, his only English is saying, I come in peace. And, like, Dolph Lundgren shoots him as he says, I come in peace. And then he goes, and go in peace. <laughs> it's amazing. You are way too excited about this horrible ass movie you just it's described. So good. 
Because of course, Dolph Lundgren, of course, he like he can't just play any cop. He has to play Detective Jack Kane, which is the most 1990s B movie name you can have. Like this, if your name isn't Jack something, like Jack Slade, or Jack Kane, or Jack Books, or something yeah, like yeah, you have to have a badass name like that. You have it to. It does have to roll off the tongue. In, yeah, you have to walk into the precinct in your leather duster, and you know. You have to have liquor at your desk and you slam it down. There's got to be an older black captain who's mad about something. But it's going to allow are, you to do whatever you want to do. Yeah, you're a goddamn renegade cane. I can't the quit you. The force. <laughs> yep. and you kill you're that not alien. wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> I'm telling you, watch, watch this. Some places will have it listed under Dark Angel. Most places have it listed as I Come in Peace. This one also makes me feel good inside because I remember... Um, when oh, we, our, we can tell you feel good inside. When our grandmother was uh, in a retirement community, I would go and visit her, and she always would have it on um, on Telemundo. And this movie played, and I watched the whole thing in Spanish. In second time Spanish? I yeah. Oh, my God. And I don't know the translation of I come in peace, but you go in pieces, but in Spanish, it's three times funnier. Oh, dear God. I did not know that you had that experience. Oh, so I love the backstory. <laughs> she watched it with me and was so confused. And I was like, no, but it's amazing. Why would you do that to her? She, she wasn't love, paying attention to I it. I love that like, little you is like, no, 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 but look. Listen. You no, know, no, it wasn't little him because by the time that no, she I was. 19 yeah, he was already like in his late teens. I was like, watch this movie. It's amazing. And then he shoots the fucking CD of the guy. And she was like, okay, what well, if it makes you happy, whatever. Right. If I can spend time with you, sure. My poor grandmother. <laughs> Dear God. She I... also watched Robocop 2 in Spanish with me and a bunch of other really shitty movies. I have watched Robocop 2 in Spanish as well when um, I move and I'm like, ooh. Oh, and it's in Spanish? Even better because they add the little robot effect to it. <laughs> and live in this for a little bit. Telemundo nope. has gotten me has gotten me a couple of times. It's the best. <laughs> oh, you're not wrong. It is. I'm just, I'm just still stuck sitting here imagining my poor grandmother's face, who had to mention, by the way, so Lord even knows if she knew what day of the week it was at that point, that Eric is sitting her down having her watch I Come in Peace. She fucking loved it. Did she? Yep. You said she was confused. Well, yeah, but I was there and I was enjoying it and I was watching it with her. We were watching. So she fucking... just enjoyed the experience. Yeah. She, she enjoyed okay. the company. She was like, oh, my favorite grandkid is here and he's watching this fucking stupid movie with me. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I ooh. promise you, you weren't her favorite grandkid. I don't care. Listen, I'm gonna... it wasn't me either, but I know who her favorite grandkid was. Sir. Just saying. Sir, coming out of the I gate, up, spicy. Mass movie. I don't care. <laughs> you can't take away my memories. Anyway, who's next? <laughs> All right. Thank you, Eric, for that very colorful oh. breakdown of your number five. Manira, shit, you will love it. Manira, what's your number five? I'm nowhere near as colorful about this movie as he is. I like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is Sucker Punch. Um, I enjoy, oh. yeah, Ooh. that uh, Zack Snyder classic. That Zack Snyder. <laughs> I, I'm just going to, uh, like, I wish I could hear air quotes because <laughs> classic is, you're giving him a lot. Um, I love the music choice that he decided to put in there. I love the uh, ridiculous dances that they do while they're actually fighting. I love all of that. And then um, there's Oscar Isaac just doing his Isaac best. And it that is 
one of the few movies Ooh. where he was hot, actually. He, I don't listen. I, he was don't hot. He was hot. He, he was, was high. Hot he was like, "What do you want me to do? Turn it up to 11? I'll give you one better." Yeah, he was 35. like the, the creepy orderly what? slash yeah. the yes. high roller runner of the casino thing mm-hmm. in their fantasy world. You also had and John I, Hamm in there. Yeah, yeah. no Hamm. Up, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I loved every bit of Sucker Punch. Every time it comes on, I have to watch it because obviously, and I always see it right when she's like, like they're like, just feel the music, and she's like, and she starts oh, doing that first body yes, roll. I love oh, it. So I love terrible. it. <laughs> oh, it is so bad. This is gonna be my day, and it usually is. Oh, uh, so yeah, Sucker uh. Punch is number five for me. It's it's pretty. It's the thing about Sucker Punch is it's pretty. Yeah, no, it's it's a beautiful disaster. It is it is so pretty as long as you have no brain cells and don't try to actually understand no, any words coming out of anyone. That's mouth. what I love it about is, it because you can tell that um, Zach thought that this was totally an A-list movie. Yeah, he wrote but it. But it rolled right into B-list, and that's I that's one of those I things it. where like when you finally realize like, oh, this guy can really direct. Don't let him write. Nope. Like that movie is the cinematic equivalent of a butterface. <laughs> Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Oh, all right. Um, my number five, because you know it's it's so important to stay woke, y'all. Um, is Tales from the Hood. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. Little nicklets. No. <laughs> I was like, clearly we have varying definitions of wokeness. <laughs> See, that story's not as cute when you tell her that one, huh? I I remember sitting on my grandma's bed watching it with me, and she she may or may not have called me a little nigglet. Sit your little nigglet ass down and watch this. And I was like, what? And she was like, watch it. And I sat my little nigglet ass down and watched it in Spanish. (laughs) So first and foremost, at the time that it came out, we didn't really have too many quote-unquote horror movies because it's technically supposed to be a horror movie. There is nothing fucking scary about it. Um, but the concept. <laughs> we, you know, we didn't have horror movies that had people that look like us. And so you go into it like, yo, this is dope. We got this movie and it's a horror movie, but they look like us. And then you watch it and then it's like, what? Fucking domestic abusing David Allen Greer and right. all sorts of shit. Right. What the entire fuck is going on here? None of it's good. All of it's bad. <laughs> it's so bad. But yet and still, if it's on, I'm not changing it. And don't let it even be remotely near the little nigglet scene. Because listen, I whatever is going on in my life is on pause until we get, get through that, that story. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not to mention, that movie is, as terrible as it is, it is anchored by Clarence Williams III, a.k.a. Samson Simpson. Oh he my is the best God. part of that movie. He really, really is. And so if you have not seen this masterpiece of a horror movie. what are, How, how did you escape it, first of all? Right. <laughs> how old are you? That's yeah. what I want to know. Watch, and then watch the, like, there's a sequel that is also worse. Oh, I've never seen the sequel. But no. watch the first one and watch their, like, like very much in-your-face terrible ex- uh, examinations of wokeness from 1995. Oh, it's so bad. It is. 
It is. But, you know, in fairness, Spike Lee decided to go in one direction with his wokeness and Tales from the Hood just decided to go into another. Damn, I mean, no, no, they- damn, <laughs> no. Listen, they were trying to help people see the error in their ways. All right. That movie was made for white people to understand what being woke was all about. Yep. They, they go straight from do the right thing to this. <laughs> right. I am so sure. It's a good goddamn movie. In a, in a bad way. It's, it's, call it good? <laughs> it's not good. It's, it's, it's fucking terrible. But, but, you the, but you did the assignment. So well done you. <laughs> Yay me, yay me. All right. So they, they, we've started with our top with with our number fives. I think that we're it's gonna get really interesting when we get start getting into like the twos. Um but let let's see how the fours go. So Minera, yes. what was your number four? Snakes on a motherfucking plane. Whoa, ma'am, <laughs> that is not a B-list movie. That is oh, oh bitch. Oh bitch. Oh, that <laughs> movie is amazing. That. The entire no, movie it was is made amazing. is made on the premise of a single sentence it is and amazing. a single actor. It is amazing because me like we were in the theater the whole family and saw the trailer. My mom, who has gone on record, hates fucking snakes, was like, well, I'm not going to see that. And me and my dad looked at each other like, so I got you. I got you. (laughs) We were there first night and it did not disappoint. It's Uh, amazing. The title says amazing that this movie was made this century. Yeah. Like had this movie been made in 1980, 1970, like it made sense. Mm-hmm. Like someone was like, "What about snakes on a plane?" And Samuel L. Jackson just heard it and busted the window. It was like, "I'm in." God damn it, I'm in. Yeah, I mean, no, it's it's amazing. But I think that that's the other cool thing about it. Like Samuel L. Jackson has been an A-lister for a very long time. Mm-hmm. He was technically an A-lister when he made this godforsaken movie. Yeah, no, very much so. Mm-hmm. And you still can't tell him shit. No. You bring it up, and he'd be like, "Yeah, I did it. What? I did it." Yeah. But it's so entertaining. Bring it up to to shake his fucking hand. Right. It's so entertaining and so ridiculous for no goddamn reason. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's my worst fear. Being up in the air and a fucking snake. Yeah. At the same time. At the same time. (laughs) Listen, I don't mind snakes, but they aren't supposed to be up in the air. Listen, I'm not supposed to be up in the air either, (laughs) but... One is comfortably up in the air where another one is very frightening up in the air. You pick which one. It's me. Yeah. I mean, and I think the worst part about that movie is the special effects were horrible. Yeah, And that's what I love about it. I don't know that that's the worst part. (laughs) Like, there's like three CG snakes in that movie and they all look terrible. They look like shit. And at that point, they could have looked a lot better. That was 2006. Mm -hmm. 2006, nearly what? 15 years after Terminator 2 and Jurassic Park, and that's what you got? I love Shit, it. Shit, I never looked at it like that. You're 100% right. That was fucking terrible. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I wanted, <laughs> I, I loved it. <laughs> Walked out and was like, Daddy, he was like, was it everything that we thought it would be? And more. Like, fuck, yes. Yeah, no, I look did. at that movie like a Fast and the Furious movie. Like, yes. did something stupid happen with cars? All right, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did did Dominic Toretto wear a tank top? Talk about his family, <laughs> and drink Coronas. All right, he sure did. 
Well, well, since you brought it up, then I'll go right into my number four. Girl, no. How fucking dare Fast and Furious. Which, which one? The first one. Oh, you didn't even pick the worst one. Hey, no. no, no. It's no, too no. Fast and Furious, obviously. Listen, listen, listen. I didn't pick the worst one because I saw that and I was like, that was terrible, but I enjoyed it. I never need to see another one of these movies. I can't tell you. I think out of, what, they got eight movies now? About to be nine. Nine. I ten if you include uh, Hobbs and Shaw as part of them. And I, I do. I've only seen from beginning to end maybe two. Definitely living, the first one. You are living your life right. And I don't even remember which one the other one fucking was. I just remember that at some point. No, I don't even fucking remember what happened in the movie. That no, it was the one with the rock, and they were in Brazil. That's the other. Oh, uh, that was five. So I've seen one in five. It literally was the best one. No, Fast Five was the best. No, to you should have picked Too Fast, Too Furious. Well, I can't pick it because I haven't seen it. So what I can pick is the first one that I saw and thought this is an absolute horrible movie, but the cars were kind of cool. They did some some okay stunts. This is this is cute, and I'll never see it again. Who no, no, knew? Now, 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 let me raise you that. The cars are cool. They do some cool stunts. Now take that. Take away Vin Diesel, add Tyrese, <laughs> add CG cars. Mm-hmm. Too Fast, Too Furious. It's yep. better. Oh, my God. Yeah, I just remember because what the, the original Fast and Furious came out in, what, like 2001? 2001. Yeah, I remember watching it and being like, oh, that was that was interesting. I'm sure this will be on cable soon, and I'll never see it again. Fucking, fucking 19 up. years it later. We, it's that whole damn, who knew? Stand by my word. I, I did. I knew. Fast Furious, the original, is my number four. You are Eric. a damn lie. The, no, the it is. I think it's fucking terrible. What's your number four, Eric? Oh, I can one-up you on that one. Shit. I can one-up you on that one, brother. You want to talk terrible? Let's go. Uh, let's take a trip. Trip east. Okay. Oh, boy. Far east. Well, east. we're stopping the east coast. But we're going to need some help from, from Europe. We're talking Arnold Schwarzenegger, Hercules in New York. Oh, no. One of his first films where Sorry. his acting is so bad, they dubbed over his voice with someone else. Oh, my God. He plays Hercules, who is tired of being in uh, Olympus and flies down to Earth to, uh, you know, do some Hercules shit, including fighting a bear, fighting several <laughs> men at once, um, getting involved in some type of uh, underground schemes. Uh, he also steals money from people, and he walks around with a uh, a newsie, a, a weird little tiny man named Pretzi, who, if you watch the film, you may think Pretzi may have made the whole thing up in his head. Watch the film like again. A fever dream? Yeah. Like, at the end, he's talking to Hercules over the radio, and you think, oh, Pretzi was insane this whole time. None of this happened. <laughs> but it's so bad, and every, every five minutes. <clears throat> An excuse for Arnold Schwarzenegger to take his shirt off. Of so this, course. This is 1970, like right after he was Mr. Olympia and all that. Um, yeah, he had it, it in his contract. He had to have. Like he, he takes off his shirt. He threatens people. He insults people's mothers. He's just being a dick to everyone. He Ooh, uh, yells at a cab driver. And, you know, the cab driver's like, hey, pay me money. He's like, isn't it enough that Hercules wrote in your chair yet? It has been immortalized. <laughs> That's an actual line from the movie. Was that your Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh, watch Hercules in New York. That he's that, that's giving him credit. 
That's that's back before he learned how to say I'll be back. And, you know, Kate went on to become a very beloved governor of California. That was way before all of that. Yeah, this is 1970. This movie has a budget of like $73. (laughs) And it was redubbed with someone else. And then now recently, um, like maybe a decade ago, they finally released it with Schwarzenegger's original voice. That's what I want to see. It's the better version. I'm going to see it with Schwarzenegger not speaking English. Yeah, because the other voice they have is like a very like um, very proper spoken English guy. And he's like, oh, yes. Isn't it enough that I've ridden in your her- in your chariot? Which has been utilized. <laughs> it doesn't sound right at all. I, I, and I'll put it to anyone. This is the worst version of Hercules, which I think Hercules has a film curse on it because no one has ever made a good version of Hercules outside of Hercules, the, the show with Kevin Sorbo. But – um, this and the um, Lou Ferrigno version of Hercules, where he throws a bear into space, Ugh. is almost as bad. Yeah, I've almost. seen the Lou Ferrigno one, and it is pretty – it's just bad, bad. It's not like bad, good. It is yeah. just bad, bad. Because that one, they were like, oh, well, let's take Hercules and put him in space adventures. Someone mixed Hercules and Conan and then, like, Flash Gordon into one thing, and it's terrible. But this is legitimately Arnold Schwarzenegger, fish out of water, I'm Hercules, and the whole point of this movie is to have me take my shirt off. That's how bad this movie is. And I love it. I love every second of it. <laughs> All right. Manero, what is your number four? Also, my- uh, last thing. This is back when he was go- wasn't was going by Schwarzenegger. He was going by Arnold Strong. Uh, wait, Ew. that was a thing? <laughs> wow, he went by Arnold Strong. <laughs> oh, Governor. I'm so glad that he, it's, he, brought, he put his life together. Thank goodness, because ugh. All right, Manira, what's I, your number? I am sad though. Like we could have had what Arnold Strong? <laughs> Arnold Strong? Yeah. Stop maybe. it. Bitch, no. No one wants that. You what? don't. You don't want, want Governor Strong? Maybe. <laughs> I like it. No. No. All right. No, my number three is Mars Attack. No, no, no. Four. What? Four. No, it's three. Oh, we were just on. Yeah, four. this is her third. Remember, you mixed up the order the yeah. second time around. You Manira first, then you, then me. Mm-hmm. Shit, it's been a long week. I'm sorry. Go ahead with your number three. Mars Attack. <gasps> yeah. You know why. <laughs> but, but is it a bad movie? Because I think it's a good movie. Yeah. No. That's what we're doing here, is it not? Are no, we no, not no. doing I feel. I feel like, personally, I feel like Mars Attacks has too much production value and it's actually a good movie, but like... It is designed to look like a bad. Like a bad. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And that's I think why that's it's so high on the list. That's uh-huh. why, like, it's one of those things like Sharknado, where like they're not really bad movies. You designed this to be a bad movie. It didn't. Yeah. Like when I think bad movies, I think of a movie that where everyone put their heart and soul into it, and it came out terrible, and it's so bad that it is good, but for all the wrong reasons. Whereas Mars Attacks, yeah, you could say there are elements of it that are weird bad, but like something like Sharknado is just bad on purpose, and I don't appreciate that. But then again, but, Tim Burton, but why? I, hold on, you shut up. But Manira, why is Mars Attacks your number three? Like, get into it because I think it's an amazing movie. Whether whether we want to consider it a bad movie, like you know, like a B movie or not, it's an amazing movie. But I want to hear your reasons. I think that anytime we either have, um, like interactions with space or we have aliens come and see us, it's never really good because we don't actually know what aliens look like. So it's always a it's always a amalgamation of something um and this time them being like little green things that look like do you okay you've had kids you know what the um little guys on sesame street that look like that jump Mm -hmm. up and down they look like that so already to me that's funny but 
the fact that they they talk the way they do (laughs) (laughs) the way that they move and it's amazing you start just talking like the aliens in the movie i fucking love this movie and the way that they move and then just like the fact that we're just like, oh, look at them. We can take them. Look how little they are. And then they pull out their little guns and they, they zap us. us. Yes. They fuck us up. <laughs> like, all of that is amazing. And then, like, that humans are always going to be bumbling idiots when something like this happens because we don't actually take time. And, I mean, we all see what's going on now. We, do, we think we're superior, whereas they are superior. So. Right. The fact that the humans are stupid and don't actually say, well, what do they want? Let's kill them all. Let's nuke them all because apparently we know the best. Mm. All of this, I just, I, I, it's, it's just a B movie that I have to stop and watch and, you know. That's a really good one. It's so good. It's It's so fucking good. Also, Pierce Brosnan as a head in a jar is amazing. Yes. Yes. Everything about that fucking movie is amazing. Yep. Yep. The color saturation, just like the whole look of it, it's it's amazing. I love that movie. All right, Eric, what's your number three? Also, Jack Nicholson as the president in that movie is the best. <laughs> because he basically predicted the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, all of it, all of it. All right, I feel like my list didn't have enough horror, so I added one. Um, horror being in air quotes. Um, I'm going to be talking about the cinematic masterpiece, Chopping Mall. <laughs> Also known as Killbots. Oh. Basically, 1980s, the height of the the American the mall. mall. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, there's a new mall opening up. Uh, well, the mall's open, but their their new security system is these three robots, and the robots go around at night and make sure nobody breaks into stuff, and they're non-lethal. But then lightning strikes the antenna that gives the robots their programming, and they become lethal. And they start killing people in the mall. And, of course, there happens to be a group of teenagers in the mall having a sex party in the furniture store. So, As you, know. you do. Those, yeah. I as mean, you, yeah. As you All of us had sex parties in the furniture store at the mall. Yep. We definitely did. Yeah. And then they have to, to band together. Well, the ones that are left because the first girl gets her head blown up immediately with a laser bolt because they have laser guns because they're robots, obviously. They were non-lethal robots with yeah. laser guns. They totally became lethal. One guy gets his throat slit by a robot. Oh, it's amazing. Like, this is up there with, like, bad 80s horror movies like The Stuff. Have you ever seen The Stuff? I love The Stuff. It's one of my favorite bad horror movies. It is being re-released, like, fully remastered. It looks amazing. I'm gonna, I am gonna, might actually buy it because it's just so good. But Chopping Mall, uh, it has everything that you expect from a 1980s horror movie plus robots. <laughs> oh, God. And that's basically my way to get me to watch anything. You tell me there's a robot in it, and I'm going to watch it. But this one happens to have murder bots, and they're the best. All right. So my number three goes into I, I actually owe Eric um, for this masterpiece and and looking at our Facebook feed, some other folks brought this one up as well. Uh, but the masterpiece that is the room is definitely my number three. Uh, the the Tommy Wiseau room. Yes, the original. Not not the um, the what's her name Brie Larson room. Not the Brie Larson. <laughs> no. room. Oh, yeah, no, no not that, that was that was sad. You know, that's not a sad. That one. One. That's not this, that's, this room's got footballs and stuff in yes, it. Yes, this room has has you know it has betrayal, it has ambition, um, it has some casual references to domestic violence, it has a, a cancer story, it has everything that you could possibly want 
in a story that we don't even know what the story was supposed to be about. There's just all of these elements thrown into this movie. And it is so absolutely horrible that if you've seen The Disaster Artist, that it are, that's the Franco brothers basically doing a mockumentary of this movie. It is horrible. But once you start watching it, you just keep thinking it can't get any worse. And then it does. And then the next thing you know, you have watched the whole movie and you sit back and you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? And now I want everyone to watch this, to experience it. It's the equivalent of when you taste something that tastes like shit, but you need everybody else around you to taste it, to validate for you that it tastes like shit. It's amazing. It's like smelling your own fart. You're like, does that smell bad? (laughs) Yeah, that is real bad. Oh, I need to get a couple more whiffs of that. Yeah, like who does know- that? No, don't do that. Who does <laughs> you never, you never farted in an elevator and been like, oh my god, was that me? No. You just have to sit in it until you get to your floor. <laughs> but that's not my no. choice. I'm not right. No. You're not choosing to sit. Sometimes you smell a fart and you're like, oh, something is wrong in there. I, I need to, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I've been eating the last few days, but I need to, I need to get checked out. No. Everything Eric just said describes this movie. Like, I don't, Eric, do you know what the original, like, tagline was for it? Like, what was it supposed to be about? Uh, no. I've seen this movie maybe three times in my life. I'm not one of those people that's like, I have to watch it every time it's on. Because it's just bad. It's not like. It's just bad. Yeah, no, no, listen. At some point, the good badness of it, like, it's only fun if you have, like, a group of friends and maybe somebody hasn't seen it yet. And then it becomes even better. But, like, if if this is on TV. Yeah, you don't need to watch it by yourself again. You don't want to watch it again, but like I said, once you've seen it, it's so fucking horrible. You want somebody else to watch it. I mean, most of most of the badness comes from the main star, uh, who also happens to be the writer and director, Tommy Wiseau. Um, he's a very eccentric, kind of weird Eastern European. No one knows where he's from. His acting is terrible. His directing and writing is probably worse. Um, it's just one of those things that has to be witnessed. Yeah, there just aren't enough words. If you feel like wasting an hour and a half of your life that you will never get back, go watch this movie. It also shocks me that this movie was made, again, this century. This movie came out in 2003. This is something, if it would have come out in the late 80s or early 90s when, like, the indie movie scene was first coming out and they would basically put out anything, wouldn't have shocked me then. But in 2003? But when you look at it today, it looks like it was made in, like, 1989. Yeah. It it it, doesn't even look like it was made in It was all shot on digital, and they, for some odd reason, they were like, let's just do everything on green screen because that's the cool new way to do things. As opposed to, like, we have all these environments. We can shoot. This is a low-budget movie. We can shoot this on location. But no, they wanted green screen for everything. Do yourself a favor. Go watch it. It's amazing. No, thank you. <laughs> I've never seen it. I what? Never what? It. Ooh. No. Ooh, we'll we'll have to no. do something about that. No, we won't. No, the fuck we won't. Mm-hmm. I would I would say just watch the Disaster Artist. You get all the greatness of the movie without having to actually watch the movie, and you get a pretty good story behind the scenes as well. Nah, I'm good. All right. Well, bitch, what's your number two? Um, okay, so my number two is Cooties. Oh, the one with the little zombie children? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, remember that when we watched it where the, the chicken nuggets was turning the kids into zombies? It. Yes, yes. It, I it's got Rain that. Wilson and Elijah yes, Wood. Wood. Yep. Yes, I enjoy that because, um, you know, I feel like little kids are going to bring on the zombie apocalypse. Hell, they brought on COVID, so what's... 
one more step. Is that what we're doing now? We're, I thought we're that was old people. <laughs> no, no, it's got to be kids. It's got to be kids. Are, it's not killing kids as yeah. frequently. It's so it would make sense that they're the carriers. Well, they tried to exterminate all kids the Kids are people. just little germ factories. So, yeah, I'm, I'm 100% behind is, that. There we go. <laughs> all day, every day. They're just nothing but little fucking germ bags. You just sit outside and lick rocks. The kids are weird. <laughs> what? I mean, he's not wrong. Some kids probably do lick rocks. It's just the thing. I wish do. I would have caught one of my kids licking a rock. I would have beat the well, fuck out of Well, they wouldn't have done it in just... front of you, obviously. They got to get those secret rocks. Right. <laughs> You know when kids they, like they have rock they candies, boogers on them, and then just like licking the boogers mm-hmm. off the rock and that extra salt, or seeing know. what things taste like. You know, kids. You're the one with they, kids. You know, tell right? us what they do. <laughs> what they do. For all we know, your daughter's got a secret stash of rocks under her bed that she just licks at night. <laughs> she might have to go. I might have to go check her room out tonight. Like, girl, no, where the rocks at? Rocks at? <laughs> yeah, no, I love, I love this movie. It. Yeah, no, it's 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 such a good movie. Um, but surprisingly, it's big. like hella a list cast. Yes. Very much so, but very low budget. And yeah. did, didn't they shoot it in like three, how many, like a, a month? I know it's it was a super low budget and they, yeah. they had like a really uh, short shooting time. But like you got people like, um, what's his name? Jorge Garcia from Lost. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name? Leigh L, director and writer of The Invisible Man and all the, you know, a whole bunch of really good stuff. He always plays weird little Weasley characters. He's also in Sinister and The First Saw. And um, he's one of I the- I love Sinister. Um, not, well, no, he is in Sinister as well, but he's in um, the Conjuring movies as well, and Sinister. In Sinister, he's one of the uh, – what's her name? The old lady, her team of, like, investigators. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he always plays one of those characters. Who's he in The Here's Conjuring? The, um, God, I want to say he's one of the people in the 70s in the first movie. Because I know he – him him and um, James Wan, who went on to do Aquaman, were a creative team together for a while. They made the first Saw, um, and they did a couple other things together. They, they come back together every now and again, but – um, yeah, he, he wrote the first saw and was in it as the first, you know, the guy in the room with, um, with, uh, Carrie Hughes. Yeah. That was already dead. No, no, not him. The the other guy, the one that, you know, where they have to cut their foot off. Oh, <clears throat> okay. Yeah. But this movie, um, yeah. Elijah Wood, Allison Pill, Jack McBrayer, uh, a lot of, a lot of big names. Mm-hmm. And, and a good script. Just funny. Good, yeah. Just fun. Yeah, small, the, small budget. Zombie just real good times. Um, from chicken nuggets. I mean, that's if it's gonna happen, that's where it's gonna start. Yeah, yeah. I think they they break it down at the beginning where it's something kind of like mad cow based on mm-hmm. like chicken nuggets and what they fed the chickens. Oof. All right. Well, Eric, what is your number? Not this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to think about that right now. As I'm as I'm cooking chicken tonight. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just cook it thoroughly. I'm gonna cook and it plus, in that air fryer you gave me, son. Yeah. You're not a kid, so you're good. Yeah, you're not a kid. Yeah, but uh, I got a kid here, and I don't want to have to fight that bitch. She's, you know, she's like five seven. Just push her down you, the steps. I don't want to tell nobody. You can take her. <laughs> I mean, I can, you know, but still, I can take her in her normal state. I don't know if she's all like zombied up. She might have them cooties. You, you think cootie strength. Be, You think she'll be fast? <laughs> 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 all right, you, you ain't wrong. All right, what's your number two? All right, my number two. I'm bringing back somebody from an earlier film. You may know this man. He is a botanist. Uh, he has several degrees. He's something of a genius in his home country. In here, um, he is L.A. police detective. <laughs> Sergeant Chris Kenner. In the 1991 classic Showdown in Little Tokyo. 
Oh my god. Talking yeah. Dolph Lundgren again, people. Oh no. Gone. no. No, no. This man brings why, the hits. Why, Eric? Why? Uh, the premise of this movie, Dolph Lundgren is a uh, detective in Little Tokyo, San Francisco. Uh, he is raised on Japanese culture because his parents had him on a, a Japanese base when he was a child. His parents were murdered by uh, Yakuza and he became a cop <laughs> to avenge their murder. Uh, along the way, he gets a partner who is uh, a very young Brandon Lee, son of Bruce Lee, one of his first big films. Um, and there's all sorts of Yakuza and Asian appropriation, uh, bad stuff. Living stunt- in a park. Yeah. Um, there was rape. A, there was rape. Lots, lots of rape and crystal meth. Yeah, it was not okay. Yeah, Tia Carrera, the guy, um, Kerry Takagawa, who plays uh, Shang Tsung later on in another film. Just a great bad guy for like anything. He, yeah. He, he was also a great good guy in uh, Johnny Tsunami. Watch that. That's just a lovable movie. Um, not a bad movie. Um, yeah. He basically has to uh, stop the Yakuza from infiltrating San Francisco with crystal meth. Um, he will do this by getting the gangs together to sell crystal meth out of his Japanese beer company. Uh, Brandon Lee is his partner who um, is mixed uh, Asian and American. And doesn't in know real much life as well. Yeah, and he does a lot of uh, karate and all sorts of fun things. There's a lot of homoeroticism in this movie. Um, there's a lot of bad stunt doubles. There is a lot of Dolph Lundgren dressing up in a full-on Japanese samurai outfit with a machine gun and sword <sighs> and fighting the yakuza. Um, if you've never seen this movie, do yourself a favor. Look it up. Show down a little Tokyo. Um, it's amazing. I would say this is a better movie for Brandon Lee than The Crow. I don't care. Fight me. Oh, my God. Right. Okay. Right. So let's just stop. We've all seen this movie. And it's amazing. It's fucking terrible. There is nothing entertaining. It is awful. It's not, <laughs> they sneak into not a, a bad movie that's so bad it's good. No, it's it's just a bad fucking movie. No, it's, it's amazing. Awful. At one point, they go into a club where it's one of those clubs where, like, you eat sushi off of naked women. Um, Dolph Lundgren is so strong that he lifts a car and uses it for a shield at one point. He knows everything about Japanese culture. (laughs) Um, Tia Carrera plays a Japanese woman who is so ingrained in Japanese culture that she tries to commit uh, ritualistic Japanese suicide because she's been dishonored. It's the best. You cannot cannot tell me anything better. The only thing better than this is my number one movie, and we'll get to that. So I'll let you guys just ponder on Showdown in Little Tokyo a little bit more. It's amazing. Ugh. Oh God! All right, no, I'm um, good. Munira, please, yes. no, 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 please, can you clear my my palate with your number two after that fuckery that he just laid down? You mean um, that? it's actually number one. It's her number one, yeah. Oh shit! I got you. Do your number two? My my math is just it's math. I don't math. I'm not that type of nerd. I'm, I'm not a math. Nerd. I know math. I know math. All right, my number two. <laughs> My number two for this particular topic happens to be literally one of my favorite movies all time. Any genre, doesn't matter. Um, I have found a way to talk about this movie multiple times on this podcast, but today it gets its full glory. Is it G.I. Joe? (laughs) Girl, fucking (laughs) bye. No. My number two is Big Trouble in Little in China. Little China. 
Showdown in Little <laughs> Tokyo is better. Just saying. Fuck you. I would say fuck your mother if we didn't both come out of her vagina. The, you can eat a dick. All I right. Think, I think Showdown Big Trouble in Little Tokyo is not even remotely better. Big than Trouble in Little China is only better because it's a John Carpenter movie and because it's got magic and flying kung fu. Yes. Yes. So we're we're in agreement. It is better. It's better. better right? Showdown in Little Tokyo is amazing and should be watched. No, no, but it's not better. If you've not seen either I don't, one of these movies. I don't need magic kung fu when I have Dolph Lundgren li- lifting up cars. Listen, but you do need Kurt Russell doing his very best John Wayne impersonation. Well, yeah, it's Kurt it's Russell. It's fucking amazing. And Jack Burton knows all. Jack Burton is the man. And on top of that, you get weird, like, kung fu magic creatures that you're not quite sure what they are or what they're supposed to be there's like an asian yeti yes it's everything about this movie you get a very young kim cattrall doing her like literally she is the first karen ass ally in the history of of tv and cinema as i said this was right around the same time as mannequin Yes. Yep. Yep. She was the hot girl. And listen, she was all she she thought that her white ass was saving every Asian person in all of America in this movie. It's amazing. It is hilarious. You will within watching it twice, will be able to quote most of it because none of the dialogue is actually that intense. And yet and still. It doesn't even have to be on. I will cut it on. I will say, hmm, I have nothing to do today. So I am going to watch Big Trouble in Little China. Fight me. I don't fucking care. No, I won't fight you. We had to watch it once for um, Fourth of July. We were like, you know what says America? (laughs) (laughs) Jack Burton saving Little Tokyo. I mean, it doesn't, but okay. (laughs) So so maybe we can uh, rekindle that again this Fourth of July. I mean, well, I mean, everyone we... knows July 3rd is Return of the Living Dead Day. Ugh, fine. All right. Manera, what, what is your... Hold on, hold on. You can't hear my journal. Okay, this this should be number one. No, I think I she it. could hear it. Yeah, you're it. banging yeah. on the right. table. What's your number one? Um, it's a little story about a girl coming from Bayside High going to uh, the Strip of Vegas to be a showgirl. <laughs> oh, Lord. Falling oh, Lord. into... The wrong stripper hands and it's it's showgirls, guys. <laughs> well done, ma'am. Well done. I would absolutely. say one of Paul Verhoeven's no, most underrated films. It is amazing. The made RoboCop and Starship Troopers as well. Yes. Um, oh, and a Starship Troopers gets a honorable mention. An honorable mention. Yeah. Yeah. For me yeah. too. Yeah, but uh, showgirls had to like little Nomi. She just oh. On a dream and a dry hump, she made it all the way <laughs> to the top. With the she's just rocking that Versace. <laughs> yes, it was. Oh, it was amazing! Can I you even remember- call that dancing though? Because it, it was more like sporadic mm-hmm. hip gyrations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe a seizure. Well, I'm not I mean, sure. That was like early '90s white woman heavy metal video dancing, and like white guys ate that shit up. Uh, White guys, black guys. The black guy she um, grinded on in that um, basement that they were in. Yeah, that. Oh, God. Amazing. Amazing. How could you, like, amazing. How can you stop when it's on? You can't. No matter where it is. 
no matter where it is. If you're at like the part where her friend gets raped by her biggest, like the guy that she had the biggest crush on, that you got to stop and see that. If Nomi is um, getting it on with Gina Gershon, you got to see that. It's just, <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. I love Showgirls. I'll go down with that ship. It's well, well done, Manira. Very Thank well you. done. Thank you. All right, Eric. I kind of have a feeling that we may Nobody's have the same number this. one. Nobody's ready. But if we do, I could never I'll, do it. I'll let you go first. No, 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 no. Because <laughs> if, if we do, I can't do it justice that you can. So, Eric. Because I technically have two number ones. So if no, you, no, if you, you only get one. You only get one number one. That's so what what's I'm saying. Your number one? Okay. But I'm saying if you no, have the same okay. thing, I have, a, I have a separate as well. Nope. I didn't nope, see your list. All right. Let me, let me set the stage for you. Do it. It's the 1980s. It is Miami, Florida. Fuck you. Yes. Do it. Fuck you. There's a there's a, a gang drug deal going down in Miami. And then ninjas show up. <laughs> I am of course talking about the nineteen eighty seven modern classic Miami connection. Yes. So it was also my number one. This Oh good, then I get a second crazy. one. <laughs> No, I hate you both so much. This movie is called The Miami Connection. It takes place entirely in Orlando outside of the first five minutes of the film. Um, the movie is written and directed by Y.K. Kim, who apparently does no wrong in Orlando because he owns a bunch of uh, taekwondo schools. He started Kim's Karate. So for those of you that are on the East Coast, you may be familiar with uh, the Kim's Karate uh, franchises that you basically— You Kim Karate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, listen, we only ever got like the free introductory course that they let you come in and do. Yeah, and then our parents to sign this. Soon as they show your contract. parents the contract, they're like, no, fuck that. <laughs> nope. There was no more karate. We'll get for you me. some nunchucks at home. Figure it out. <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, this movie is amazing. It is literally the, the main star is YK Kim, who is supposed to be like 19 years old, clearly 45. Um, who You're has being a kind. Yeah. 45 is kind. At least 45. Uh, who is he's an the, the Asian 45? Yeah, which means he's actually 73. 73. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he is a uh, martial arts instructor, but he lives in a home with uh, nothing but orphans, and they are Taekwondo experts. But hold the phone, they're also a band that per- that plays in Miami and Orlando uh, nightclubs under the name Dragon Sound. For the kids, y'all. For the kids. All of their songs are about oh, stopping this ninja war that no one knows about, but is happening. Um, and they, friendship. Yeah, and friendship. They need to stop the census killing, and they need to stop the gangs through friendship and Taekwondo. I hate this movie so much. This movie, if I was stranded on a desert island, I would tell them to give me two copies in case oh. I wore out the first one. The I songs, the songs so fucking slap. All the songs slap. Listen, do yourself a favor. Go don't. on iTunes, download the soundtrack. Go watch the, the trailer. Final. Yes, please. Like, here's the thing. This movie, the, the the this is one of those movies where like, yes, it is very bad. It is so bad that it's good, but it also has an amazing backstory. Like this movie was filmed in 1987 and only opened in like two theaters in Orlando and then no one saw it. And then a programmer for the Alamo Draft House was buying these random movies on eBay and found a, a, a print of the film, bought it, screened it at the Alamo and everyone lost their shit. So they called up YK Kim and asked him if they could re-release his film. And ever since then, I think they, they re-released it in something like 2013. It's been a hit. People love it. The movie is, 
is genuinely a bad, good movie. I personally own and constantly wear a sleeveless Dragon Sound shirt because if you have he a Dragon Sound shirt, you do you indeed. To, it has to be sleeveless. I wore I it to Orlando because that's how you got to roll. Dude, it's so it is like it, it, it's just beyond words how terrible this movie is. But unlike the room that's just terrible, terrible, this is terrible good. This I is, will watch this over and so over bad. again because it is ridiculous. It's so bad. It's so amazing. This is like, uh, it's like watching a fire, but the people burning are racist. So you're not mad at it. You're like, oh, this is terrible, but this is also awesome at the same time. Yep. It never stops. Like, never, ever stops. Yep. Ever. Yeah. No, it's like never. watching Hitler get hit by a train. I'd watch it on repeat. It's amazing. It's just. It's uh, a lot. What? It's the best. Listen, it's a lot. Time, wait, wait, but we can't forget about the, the, our favorite like side story. Because, oh. Yeah. One, <laughs> one of the orphans finds his father. <laughs> yes. Who is a military man who had him while he was in Korea with his mother, who he describes as his mother being Korean and his father being black American. And he hey, just left them. Spoiler while they were alert, he is full on black. Yeah. <laughs> there is nothing biracial no, no. about this this character. Nothing. But it's so touching when he's reconnected with his father. Who um, is him? <laughs> who is him? It's literally, yeah. It, it's either him or the only other black guy they knew where they threw some like baking powder in his hair to make it look old. The guy that plays no, his father is no is older him. than 15 years old. <laughs> It was fucking no. Listen, Eric's being generous. It was him playing his own father. Yeah. Also, you know, pay special attention. Make sure you watch this before you watch it as a drinking game. Oh, because it's perfect for for drinking games. Yeah. But make sure you watch it before so that you can count how many times you see the same person play another character. Yeah. That dies. Or you yeah. see that because you can tell people in these ninja costumes. Um. Yeah, you can tell when there's somebody in that there's someone else who has been on screen before that may have died, or they need an extra. They just throw them in a ninja costume. This is like peak 1980s, obsessed with ninjas. It's the best. It's a lot. So many ninjas. I mean, and since since that was technically Maria's number one as well, let me let me sprinkle a little bit of extra on there. Go for it, dude. I'm gonna take a jump to this century. Ooh. And I'm gonna hit you with something that maybe you didn't see. Maybe you got lost in the shuffle with uh, all those other great movies about extreme sports and things like that. Let me hit you with a little torque. I'm talking Ice Cube, 2004, Martin Henderson. Oh, no. Eric. No. Eric. I'm talking Jay Hernandez. I'm talking motorcycle kung fu. I'm talking product placement. This is one of my favorite movies unabashedly. It is terrible. Oh, oh, it's so good. No, like, no, it's so bad. It's so amazing. There's CG motorcycle jumping on the moving trains. There are people literally fighting with motorcycles. Somebody has a rocket bike. Oh, it's the best. No, listen, I love it so I much. I love Fast and the Furious. I love it. I can't fucks with no torque. No. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. This was basically supposed to be like motorcycle Fast I know. and Furious. And then Biker Boys came out, and that was technically Motorcycle Fast and the Furious. Mm-hmm. And this, they decided, like, Torque was directed by, like, a music video director. And everything is over-stylized and in slow motion. At one point, someone puts a key in ignition, and you could tell that they filmed it with a giant key at a weird angle to make it look more stylized. It also has Adam Scott from um, from Parks and Recreation as, like, a real douchey FBI agent. It's amazing. 
facts, uh, he always looks like a douche to me because his head's so big. Uh, and <laughs> I was fine with that. Also, one of the the many um, theatrical roles of Dane Cook. You know, if you wanted some Dane Cook in your life. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I can't get behind Torque. I just can't. You have to watch it. I will... No, I've seen it. I went to the movies to see that shit. Oh, it's so amazing. Oh, I'm sorry, Manera. At least at least I happened to catch it on cable one day, and I was like, what is this fuckery? No. I don't even think I finished it. I was like, I can't. This is terrible. Everyone keeps mentioning Indochina. It's, it's borderline racist. It's amazing. It's, it's got cool. Faze on Love, who's supposed to be a biker, but never gets out of the Escalade. <laughs> it's a lot. And none of it's good. It's all good. I don't know. I don't think so. You know, it's, it's we've just gone through this list where we've pretty much listed 15, for the most part, terrible fucking movies. <laughs> it makes me kind of just sit back a second and reassess my life and my friendships and try totally. to... You're not watching enough good movies. Right, right. Apparently. Because what the fuck is wrong with us, y'all? These are some pretty fucking terrible movies. I don't I know. I like them. Old. Yeah, I think we did all right. I gave you not one, but two Dolph Lundgren movies. We know, sweetie. Yes. We know. Listen, listen. if we had an award for who knows the most Dolph Lundgren movies, you'd get you it. You'd win it. I win every day. Ugh. You'd win all that. Right. Well, listen, we've given you our list, and in the interest of time, because Lord knows we could probably go on on this topic forever, talking about all different aspects of this, I think it might be a good idea um, to see what our listeners have to say, because apparently... We surprisingly, yeah, we had a lot of interaction on this. Everyone's like us. (laughs) Yes, apparently we all love love terrible movies. So with that, it is time for Manira's grab bag. Eric, but... When you edit this, I think that the only appropriate thing to no, do here, no, you that we talked that. about, it's we talked about it's a friendship. There are there are two Dragon Sound songs. I will pick which one. I'll put mine for news. Then I'll, I'll put a Dragon Sound song for the news. That's I'll save I'll save Manira so she doesn't get a Dragon Sound because she doesn't want it. But come on, friends from eternity. That's what we are. That needs to be her song. No. You can have that. You know what you can do? You can put that at the end. Maybe the I end will. Yeah, Maybe just... I will. Oh no! You know what? Give her one of her sucker punch songs. Oh, uh, then... bitch! You get out of my head because you know that's what I wanted. <laughs> All right, send me that shit later. I'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, Manira, give us your damn grab bag. All right. Good evening, gentlemen. We've got a great night in store for you. I see a lot of new faces out there, as well as some familiar ones, so I'm not going to yammer on too long. I want you all to sit back, enjoy the service, the scenery, but most of all, enjoy the show. Friends through eternity, loyalty, honesty. Go ahead. Um, did you want to do our voicemail first, or did you want to do uh, We've all of the other ones? Facebook, so I'm thinking maybe we should do the voicemail first. Okay. Um, do you want to bring it up, or I can bring it up. I have my... Yeah, I have it up already, but you can play it, definitely. Okay. Uh, Manira, you want to lead us in? 
Just tell me. Sure. Uh, Mad Monkey decided to do a voicemail again. So here it is. Is that a good lead-in? I don't know. What do you? I don't use that sounding. Like, good enough. Yeah. yeah. Well, what do you want me to do, Matt? Okay. Here, here's a better one. So Mad Monkey decided to call in again because that is his preferred platform. Thank Let's you. Let's see how his voice sounds. <clears throat> What's up, guys? It's your boy, Mad Monkey. Just uh, called in to chime in on this week's stuff. But first, I wanted to apologize for my voice last week, because apparently everybody thinks it was my sexy voice, but it wasn't. I was literally at work, and I had to keep my voice down. I worked at a music. It wasn't a sexy um, voice. It was a quiet voice. Now, on to the stuff. Mm. Uh, one <laughs> about last week, uh, two things about last week. I'm raised that Eric, when we talk about soundtracks and stuff, didn't say anything about his one or two of his favorite animes, Samurai Camp Blue and Cowboy um, Bebop, being how amazing their scores and soundtracks are um, with the jazz and the hip hop and stuff like he that. He wasn't so, listening. We talked you know, about them. That, uh, I don't think we did. You guys remembered about that because those are two amazing like, scores and soundtracks that really. He's not wrong. The two animals. Um, the second thing was Eric got that quote wrong from Boiler Room. Dear Roddy, Rabisi did say he wanted some chocolate love. I don't remember what I said. Not yeah. whatever Eric said. What? Um, <laughs> Apparently you were wrong and he wants you to know. Um, I really, really like uh, like any, pretty much any 80s action movie. They were so bad, so unbelievable, but I can't stop watching them when they come on. Like Commando and, you know, Predator and you know, Tango and Cash, those movies are, like, just good things. Um, I have to watch them every time I see them. Another one is um, Dr. Cooper. It, it's really bad, but it's really good. You always have to watch it. Every time. Um, and then, you know, some newer stuff, like the, the remake for Ninja Turtles. Both those remakes with the all-CG um, characters, those book two movies were really good, and I really hope that they didn't do well and didn't get uh, more sequels. Um, you know, it was really nice to see the turtles uh, actually, you know, not do the suits that were unbelievable. Like, these are actually believable movies. Well, not believable movies, but believable characters. And uh, I really enjoyed those two movies. But uh, that's pretty much it I got this week. I don't really have a lot. So, hope you guys have a good show, and um, hope to comment next week. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was nice. <laughs> it was well thought out and consent. Nice. Was it nice? Was it not sexy? Thought out and concise, or was it nice because he wasn't sexy? Well, I'll go on the record and say I think his his actual voice, the voice that he uses, is sexy. So there's that. Whatever trick. Um, I'm a little (laughs) I'm a little disappointed. None of us actually had Tango and Cash on our list because Tango and Cash is prime bad good movie. That is like prime 80s yeah, I forgot all about Rambo and, and Jack Burton where they were they were trying to play like the odd couple as cops mm-hmm. it's Not terrible me. I saw it and I was just like nope moving on <laughs> <laughs> all right so I guess you want to go to Facebook where we got a lot of interaction I'm gonna leave Facebook till the end I'll do Instagram next oh okay I didn't get anything on okay. Instagram go for it yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we have three. And then we have a message um so the first comes from uh Kevin what up, Kevin? He says um, he's got about 12 of them. Some of them we have used, some of them we haven't. Um, we've got uh, Ninja Termination as number one. 
Oh, I think he means Ninja Terminator. That's another amazing 80s bad ninja movie. All right. Well, he said Termination. Um, so Manic Cop, number two. Wait, he, Maniac, Maniac Cop? Cop? Uh... <laughs> Manic Cop and Maniac Cop are two completely different movies. <laughs> Wait, is there a Manic Cop? No. But if there was, <laughs> it, it would be a very different movie. Number three, uh, Blair Witch. Number four is your um, number one, Maria, The Big Trouble in Little China. No, you're number two. You said number yeah, two, right? Number two. Okay. Yep. Um, the Toxic Avenger, which I don't know Ooh. why I didn't think of that. Yeah, yeah. all the Shermer films, like, when uh, he are said that, up on there, like Class of yeah. Newcomb High. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have Jason X as number six. Also, that's a personal favorite of mine. Yeah, that's a very good choice. Um, I we have. Do what now? That I watched it on the most recent Friday the 13th. Oh. I always watch a Friday the 13th movie every Friday the 13th. Okay. We've got um, number seven is Hollywood Duffel. I don't know that one. Hollywood Duffel, right? Hollywood Shuffle. Listen, I want to say what he says because y'all got upset with me with the other one. But anyways, um, number eight is the Kentucky Fried movie. I don't think I know Ooh. that. Do you guys know oh, that? Oh, that's so good. Oh, yeah. how did we forget the Kentucky Fried movie? It's basically a movie made up of sketches, but it, it's very much in the vein of like... um. Like old Mel Brooks style. Yeah, like an airplane. Uh-huh. And, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of them, they went on to make airplane after after. Yeah. Uh, it it's is. Not, it's not super politically correct nowadays. Some of that stuff is uh, borderline. It's definitely uh, problematic. Dated, <laughs> but it is but hilarious. Is it, but is it is it on the place we shall not name? I believe so. Okay, I will. I will go in there. Um. So number eleven is they live. Of course. They, that's just a terrible fucking movie. I don't, I don't consider that a bad movie. I do. I think it's a shit movie. I think you're and a I'm shit. And I'm going to say movie. it every time. Anytime okay. it comes up, I'm going to let you know how much I think it's a shit movie. Well, you're a shit person. Mm, okay. Um, but, number. Oh, all right. Well, number 12 is the Serbian movie. <laughs> so, oh, oh a Serbian mean, film. A Serbian film, yeah. Oof. He says the Serbian mil- movie, guys. Well, it, it is called a Serbian film. And <laughs> I don't know if it's. Bad in the way that we've been discussing bad as much as it's something that no human being that has seen it can unsee it or feel good about the fact that they saw it. Well, Kevin yeah. says he watched it once and only once, and that's enough. That's, yes. a, that's about right. Yeah, it's one of those things that you experience, and then you feel bad that you experienced it, and then you tell everyone else you know to watch it once so that they feel equally bad. No, I try it's to like, keep myself It's like pure, the chicken so pox. You got to give it to everybody so everybody yes. has it. I don't, I don't subscribe to that. Never had it. So there's that. Um, so our next comes from Mo Johnson 50. Hey, Mo. Mo has not, um, has not, uh, no, commented no before. before. So Hello. welcome. First time, long time. Yes. First time, long time. Oh, uh, he says masters of the universe. Ooh, that is a good one. Another Dolph Lundgren class. Oh my yes. gosh. It is another Dolph Lundgren. The man owned the eighties and nineties. I'll give you guys a second. Say, Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> Oh, that weird accordion thing that they played. Oh, it yeah, was, it was so like fucking a flute terrible. thing that opened the dimensions. Also, when that was filmed, he spoke very little English. Yes, he did. Oh, and you could tell. <laughs> the best part of that movie is Frank Legea playing Skeletor and just hamming it up under all that makeup. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so there's that. So thank I'm you sorry, for Frank, that. Frank Langella. I think so. Thank you, Mo. That was an excellent selection. Yeah, that's a classic. Um, and next comes from Brian. Brian says uh, Machete Kills. Um, you guys got anything for that or no? 
eh, those are, are run along the same vein as Sharknado with me, where they're bad on purpose. Yeah, that's a, to but, me, that's a true Grindhouse movie. I don't again, it's, it's Danny Trejo, so he does no wrong. No wrong. Um, we've got Eight Legged Freaks. I remember that one with David Arquette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's dumb fun. And then La La Land. <laughs> the Ryan Gosling, Gosling movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. ten points, Hufflepuff for that. Yep. <laughs> oh. Yep. And then going to our message, um, Brian would also like us to shout out the movie Dope for its soundtrack. Which yes, I am completely. I completely oh, forgot. Dope okay. has a very good soundtrack. Jumping on last week's, yeah, yeah, that yes. is a really good soundtrack. And uh, again, Dope being the one with uh, was it Shamik Moore and um, Kirsty Clemens. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, really good. All right, so moving on to our Facebook, we've got Corey. Hey, Corey. Hey, Corey. Corey says Total Recall and Starship Troopers, which nobody said Total Recall. But we've because it's not a bad movie. No, it's an excellent fucking movie, Corey. What are you doing? What are you doing? Okay, get your life together, Corey. Okay, well, I mean, Corey, you can say whatever you want. (laughs) No, because it's it's your opinion. Um, moving down, Corey also says, Who's the man? Oh, that's such a good one. Oh, that is a great one. Ed Lover, oh, so good. Um, Sonia said, Like you, Maria, big level, big trouble in little China. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she comes back with some Mortal Kombat and Ninja Assassin. Oof. Mortal Kombat is it, we we mentioned what's her name uh, who played Shang Tsung. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I love Mortal Kombat the first one. It is terrible, but it is also good at the same time. That is the perfect equivalent of a B movie. Yeah. Um, Corey, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it does suck. That's it. Oh. Corey then comes back with Trespass, Action Jackson. Ooh. And Purple Rain. Well, yeah, Purple Rain is bad. Wow. Yeah. Action Jackson is so good. Yeah. yeah. He jumps over a car and karate fights Craig T. Nelson. Come on. Kirk Ooh. then follows up with um, Birdemic and Birdemic 2 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Those are real movies. No, and they no. are terrible. I've, mm-hmm. I've never heard of either one of them, and I don't yeah. think I would do. Um, Rick comes in with Tales from the Hood, Maria, and Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Also another excellent choice. That's a classic of terrible horror. To which I say, come on. We watched the other night. What, Killer Clowns? Yeah, yeah. It was a birthday request for my brother-in-law. We had to watch whatever he wanted to watch, and he literally wanted to watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And we... do that on his own time. Listen, we (laughs) died laughing because you forget how bad it actually is until you sit and watch it again when you haven't seen it in a long time. And, oh, man, it's terrible. And then Kirk comes back with some Pootie Tang, to which I say, sir, Pootie Tang is amazing. I don't know I would call it a B-movie. No, it is the definition of a B-movie. That movie has a budget of, like, $150. But I I don't know. Pootie Tang has a weird place for me now, knowing who directed it, which is uh, Louis C.K. Oh, really? yeah, oh. he was very involved in that movie. Um, but yeah, Pootie Tang, Pootie Tang is amazing. Well, Manera, I did a thing this week that I don't I normally do. I'm going. Uh, I'm going to your side. Okay, I would say yeah, because I had a whole bunch of comments. Because who knew if I actually post something, people will comment. Oh, I didn't on. understand that's how social media worked, but apparently it does. 
you got in right under the wire, which I appreciate. Um, William says Lord of the Rings, and to that I would say, fuck your mama. <laughs> Lord of the Rings is amazing. Wait, and I think he means the cartoon version. He yeah. is the cartoon version. Yeah, the terrible, oh. the terrible, yeah, terrible cartoon version. Listen, I was just going right. to let her fire him up. <laughs> Sorry, William. All apologies to your mama. Damn. Nah. Nah. That shit sticks. <laughs> oh, no. But, no. I mean, all right. I guess. Um. So then we have John. Oh, John, friend of the show. John. No, 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 you that... skipped one. There was one before him. Let her go on her order. <laughs> no, I, I didn't see it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, Steve. Okay. So Steve says, Manus, the hands of fate. Manus, yeah. So I oh, saw him. <laughs> I saw him this weekend, and he was like, please tell me you've seen this movie. And I was like, dude, I don't even know what it is. And he is like, it is absolutely one of the worst things you can ever see. It's it so is, bad. It he bought the, the Blu-ray, and he's like, I will loan it to you. Yeah, it is troll too bad. Like oh, and maybe worse. Really? Yeah. It's it's amazing. <laughs> is it is it on the place that must not be named? No, but it. it <laughs> now I want to see it. So and like if you have the Blu-ray in your in your possession, watch no, the no, Blu-ray. No, I don't have it. I don't have it. He said you he would. You want the highest it. definition terribleness you can get. Oh my god. Well, I haven't seen it, and oh. Let's wanna... watch it together. We can oh, see. You like you like doing that to yourself. I like myself. So. Mm-mm. <laughs> Sucker Punch. Keep going. Sucker Punch is amazing. Don't you do that. <laughs> Sucker Punch is a box of garbage. <laughs> it's a lovely box of garbage that Someone I will watch any time it goes on. Put it in an ornate cabinet. And they were like, yeah. ooh, what's in that cabinet? You open it up, and it's a big old shit. <laughs> and I love it. I, like, lo- oh, see, I thought there was something nice in this that's box. That's the shit I'll smell. I'll go... Take a big old whiff. Anyway, so John, this was like, oh, oh, it's still bad. I gotta go back for another though. Yep. yep. Oh, that's, why do I keep doing this to oh, That's the one. I knew it smelled bad the first time. <laughs> John, a friend to the show. Um, he was on our what was anime. it? Anime episode. Or, or yes. No, it was manga. manga. It was manga. Yeah. Yep. On our manga episode, he says any superhero movies by Fox. Wow. <laughs> He's not wrong. Uh, okay, I agree with right. him. X Men, but if you want to be technical, Blade falls in there as well. Yeah. So Blade two are amazing. Blade yeah. three, not so much. Well, well they had a lot going on I in Blade three. Like probably talking about the X Men movies specifically. Yeah. No, I know. I'm reading his comment. Yeah, he's definitely talking about X Men mostly, yeah. but. Mm-hmm. Um, help me out with her name. How do you pronounce it? Tika. Tika. Mm-hmm. Um, says the disaster artist with James Franco. Yes, um, which we talked about earlier. Yeah, a lot of people the, didn't realize that it was and based I had to, on a real to, fucking movie. She didn't realize it's based on a real movie, and she's like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> um, Issa, down that rabbit hole. <laughs> Issa Diamonds, Isis, Isis, mm-hmm. Isis. Sorry, Isis says thirteen a terrorist group, but not terrorists. <laughs> Yeah, I think she was. Ref- I think it's more the uh, Egyptian goddess, not the terrorist yeah, group. Yeah, just say it. They come to mind anytime I hear ISIS. That and an Archer. I think Archer. Oh my gosh, thirteen. I don't know what that is. Do you know that movie? Is that the one with um, uh, what's her name, Rachel? Rachel. Yes. If that's the one that she's thinking about, yes, because the other one's thirteen. Was it thirteen warriors or thirteen? There's thirteen ghosts. There's thirteen warriors. Yeah. yeah. No, but I've, that's the one she's thinking about. I will say that. Yeah, it's a lot of white women privilege coming into their um, white woman own. It is. It's bad. So yeah. well done, you. 
Um, Jasir, friend of the show, says X Men: The Last Stand. He ain't You're, never fucking he, lie. He's mm-hmm. not wrong. That he's, is just terrible. Not I, I would like to one up his X Men: Last Stand and put fucking Dark Phoenix on top of that. Oof. Well, if we're listen, if we're doing that, can we put a apocalypse on that umpire and just burn I feel all? Like of apocalypse it? is is sir. Don't be an apocalypse apo- apologist. Don't Dark do Phoenix that. is worse than apocalypse. Yes, by a lot. They're all bad. What no, are we doing? They're also right there. No, now you, we're splitting hairs. Yeah. Hairs they're are all right. just fucking terrible. Let's not split hairs. And then the last one, can you, how would I say her name? It is Chopay. Chopay. Yes. So. Pretty. Um, so she says burlesque. And Chopay, I don't know <laughs> you, but you are wrong. Burlesque is amazing. No, no. no. It's amazing. She is correct. That movie no. is trash. No, it's not. It's fantastic. I think, I think you just like movies with trashy white women doing trashy white things. Um. Well, first of all, Miss Latina, Christina Aguilera is a Latina as well. So that don't make the movie good. That. Right. First off, I would say it's trashy off, white women. I don't claim her half the time because she don't even claim she claims herself. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. She does. And it wasn't all. convenient for the first four years of her career. And also, she does claim you all. You don't get more white than Cher. Is Cher white though? Yeah. She's essentially white. She's like something else. I think Greek don't or something. Don't tell me you're some form of she white. She is a white woman in America. The only thing I will say this movie has going for it is Stanley Tucci and Alan Cumming. Stop it. I think it's a whatever. Fuck all of you. And that's <laughs> and that's the grab bag. Google, 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 Google. It's got the Tooch. Get you some Tooch in your life. <laughs> oh, Nair, that might be the best conclusion of a of a grab bag you have ever done. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> no, but thank you so much. This was a robust. Yeah, we thought. If only people commented this much on everything. Yes, she's spicy white. She's Armenian. Oof. So Mm. she's she's spicy white. Mm. Okay. (laughs) No, listen, I'm not telling you what she is. Listen, yeah, but you know what I'm saying. That you know what I think about spicy Armenians. Anyway. It's delicious. (laughs) I actually never had Armenian food. Good. Really, it's good. Anyway, when it's, <laughs> when it's done, when it's done by you know the darker ones. Yikes! What you oh oh you can have an opinion. You mean but not I share? <laughs> you can have an opinion, but I can't. Uh, Fuck you. So End it. More End search this. tanky and less share. <laughs> In this motherfucker. <laughs> you gonna burn the, now? You gonna burn the podcast down? Yes. Everything. Else? <laughs> All right, guys. Well, as always, we definitely want to thank you for listening. Uh, If you like this episode, please rate us, drop a review, subscribe to the podcast, and tell your friends. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram for updates on our episode drops. Our handle on both is at ConcentratedPod. Also, next week, we will be discussing um, media and... Wait, what are we talking about next week? I was going to say, you don't sound that. That's your job. Yeah, I wrote it and it doesn't even make sense. It's this is traumatized. I've been traumatized by all of the times this episode that Manira has told me to go fuck myself. Um, Oh, 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 right before started. Me. All right, no, no, no. Eric Eric should be extremely traumatized. Listen, he's my brother. I've been telling him to go fuck himself as long as I could 
get away with saying the F word and nobody caught me. Um, next week, we're going to be talking about how you enjoy your media. So are you a technical watcher or do you watch things for enjoyment? Um, so that seems like the think, perfect like opposite of this episode. It, it is literally the the opposite of this episode um so you know if for further context like when you watch something that's sciencey are you actually testing the science of it or you do you just enjoy the way that that shit works in the movie let it Um, wash right over you want to hear me talk for two hours about how much i hate prometheus because of that listen Uh that's why i wrote it that's why i wrote this thing listen we can talk about that. We can talk about just about every law enforcement movie we've ever seen, like that they get all the procedural shit wrong. Anyway, guys, you get the idea. You give us your thoughts. We know we where you guys stand. Right. <laughs> we just want to know what y'all think. So make sure that you reach out to us and let us know. Obviously, you can do it on social media. You can also send us um, your feedback or if you have questions for us or if you have some topics because apparently we didn't know you motherfuckers were going to like this topic so much because everybody had something to say this week so you know if give us your topics tell us what you would like to see us have discourse about you can send us that to our gmail address which is concentratedpodcast at gmail.com or you can drop us a message on our Facebook page, which is just Concentrated Podcast. Or everybody can be like Mad Monkey, who apparently is never writing again, and leave us a voicemail at 301-431-4393. Again, that's 301-431-4393. Also, if you leave us a voicemail and you don't want us to actually play the voicemail on the show, um, just make sure you let us know that and we won't. If you're a attention-seeking whore like Mad Monkey that you want everybody to hear every version of your voice. You I don't know, know that, that that is something that he's doing. <laughs> you, really? Really, I think it is. Mad Monkey, you know what you're doing. Um <laughs> But no, either way, definitely leave us a message and we will be happy to include it on the show. And that is it for this week, guys. I hope you enjoyed this amazing outro to today's episode of a classic, classic hit that you need to add to your iTunes collection. You need to watch the whole, add the whole movie to your <laughs> iTunes. Buy the movie. I'm so sorry, buy the guys. Movie, buy the merch. I'm so Go sorry. Go to Kim's Karate. Drag us out. <laughs> You gotta do it, you gotta do it. I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) Anyway, wash your fucking hands. Yeah, keep doing that shit. Bye, guys. Peace. You guys know who loves you. It's me. Not them. (laughs)